BestBookBits.com presents Bold, How to Go Big, Create Wealth, and Impact the World by Peter Diamantes and Stephen Kotler. A radical how-to guide for using exponential technologies, moonshot thinking, and crowd-powered tools, Bold unfolds in three parts. Part one focuses on the exponential technologies that are disrupting today's Fortune 500 companies and enabling upstart entrepreneurs to go from, I've got an idea, to I run a billion dollar company far faster than ever before. The authors provide exceptional insight into the powers of 3D printing, artificial intelligence, robotics, networks and sensors, and synthetic biology. Part two draws on insights from billionaires such as Larry Page, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, and Jeff Bezos, and reveals their entrepreneurial secrets. Finally, Bold closes with a look at the best practices that allow anyone to leverage today's hyper-connected crowd like never before. Here the authors teach how to design and use incentive competitions, launch million dollar crowdfunding campaigns to tap into tens of billions of capital and finally how to build communities. Armies of exponentially enabled individuals willing and able to help today's entrepreneurs make their boldest dreams come true. The written and audio summary can be found on our website bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the book summary of Bold. Part 1, Bold Technology. Chapter 1, Goodbye, Linear Thinking. Hello, Exponential. The 6 Ds. The 6 Ds of Exponentials. Digitalization, Deception, Disruption, Demonetization, Dematerialization, and Democratization. Anything that becomes digitalized, biology, medicine, manufacturing, and so forth, hops on Moore's Law of Increasing Computational Power. Once a process or product transitions from physical to digital, it becomes exponentially empowered. Deception. What follows digitalization is deception, a period during which exponential growth goes mostly unnoticed. This happens because the doubling of small numbers often produces results so minuscule they often mistaken for the plotter's progress of linear growth. Imagine Kodak's first digital camera with 0.01 megapixels, doubling to 0.02, 0 0.02 to 0.04, 0.04 to 0.08. To the casual observer, these numbers all look like zero. Yet big change is on the horizon. Once those doublings break the whole number barrier, become 1, 2, 4, 8, etc., they are only 20 doublings away from a million-fold improvement and only 30 doublings away from a billion-fold improvement. It is at this stage that exponential growth, initially deceptive, starts becoming visibly disruptive. Disruption. We live in an exponential era. This kind of disruption is a constant. For anyone running a business, and this goes for both startups and legacy companies, the options are few. Either disrupt yourself or be disrupted by someone else. Demonetization. This means the removal of money from the equation. Consider Kodak. Their legacy business evaporated when people stopped buying film. Who needs film when there are megapixels? Suddenly one of Kodak's once unassailable revenue streams came free of charge with any digital camera. Dematerialization. While dematerialization describes the vanishing of money once paid for goods and services, dematerialization is about the vanishing of the goods and services themselves. In Kodak's case, their woes didn't end with the vanishing of film. Following the invention of the digital camera came the invention of the smartphone, which soon came standard with a high-quality multi-megapixel camera. Poof, now you see it, now you don't. Once those smartphones hit the market, the digital camera itself dematerialized. 
Not only did it come free with most phones, consumers expected it to come free with most phones. Democratization. Democratization is what happens when those hard costs drop so low that they become available and affordable to just about everyone. Chapter 2. Exponential Technology. The Democratization of the Power to Change the World. The Hype Curve and the User Interface. After a novel technology is introduced and begins gaining momentum, we tend to envision it in its final form, seriously overinflating our expectations for both its developmental time frame and its short-term potential. Invariably, when these technologies fail to live up to the initial hype, usually in the gap between deception and disruption, on our list of six Ds, public sentiment for the technology falls into the trough of disillusionment. But when technologies are in the trough, we are again swayed by the hype, this time the negative hype, and consistently fail to believe they'll ever emerge, thus missing their massively transformative potential. Take the personal computer. The machines actually arrived, and all most people could do was play Pong. This was the trough of disillusionment. Recognizing when a technology is exiting the trough of disillusionment and beginning to rise up the slope of enlightenment is critical for entrepreneurs. Mark Anderson, a 22-year-old undergraduate student at the University of Illinois, Urbana Campaign, co-authored Mosaic, both the very first web browser and the internet's first user-friendly user interface. As a result, the World Wide Web granted a total of 26 websites in the early 1993, mushroomed into more than 10,000 sites by August 1995, then exploded into several million by the end of 1998. The creation of a simple and elegant user interface gives entrepreneurs the ability to harness this new tool to solve problems, start businesses, and most importantly, experiment. Made in Space Made in Space's next iteration is an advanced materials and multiple materials 3D printer, which means that sometime in the next 5 years to 60% of the parts in the use of the ISS will be printable. Imagine being able to colonize a distant planet by bringing nothing but a 3D printer and some mining equipment. A Toy Story. To be competitive, dolls need to be made in bulk using an injection mold process that requires one mold for each doll part. Given that each mold costs tens of thousands of dollars to create, the startup cost for a single doll can run you hundreds of thousands of dollars, but maybe not. These mistakes, Mickey Labs is entirely powered by 3D printers. In our office, we have three small marker bots printing for prototypes. We're moving to a world of one-stop manufacturing. We'll either have these tools in our homes and offices, or we'll rent them via the cloud. We're at the front end of a very creative time, a great time for disruptive entrepreneurs. Chapter 3, 5 to change the world. In this chapter, we'll overview five more technologies also ripe for entrepreneurial exploitation. Networks and sensors, infinite computing, artificial intelligence, robotics, and synthetic biology. Networks and sensors. There are over 7 billion smartphones and tablets in existence, transforming a world that was once passive and dumb into one that is active and smart. Sensors in our cars, in our parking lots, in jet engines. Trillion sensor visions. This Uber network will generate 19 trillion in value. Think about this for a moment. The US economy hovers around 15 trillion a year. Cisco is saying that over the 10-year period, this new net will have an economic impact greater than America's GDP. Talk about the land of opportunity. Infinite computing, the beauty of brute force. 
Infinite computing is a term Bass uses to describe the ongoing progression of computing from a scarce and expensive resource towards one that is plentiful and free. The cloud is democratizing our ability to leverage computing in a massive scale. Until recently, mistakes were too costly for the entrepreneurs to make with wanton abandon. Infinite computing demonetizes error making, thus democratizing experimentation. No longer do we have to immediately dismiss outlandish ideas for the waste of time and resources they inevitably incur. Today we can try them all. Artificial intelligence, expertise on demand. We would give an AI permission to listen to every phone conversation you have, permission to read your emails and blogs, eavesdrop on your meeting, review your genome scan, watch what you eat and how much you exercise, even tap into your Google Glass feed, and by doing all this, your personal AI will be able to provide you with information even before you know you need it. Imagine, for example, a system that recognizes the faces of people in your visual field and provides you with their names. Robotics, our new workforce. Robots don't unisize, don't show up late, don't take lunch, don't go home, and can work an assembly line for the equivalent of $4 an hour. Besides replacing our blue-collar workforce, over the next three to five years, robots will invade a much wider assortment of fields. Already says Dan Barry, we're seeing telepresence robots transport our eyes, ears and arms and legs to conferences and meetings. Autonomous cars, which are, after all, just robots, will start to chauffeur people around and deliver goods and services. Over the next decade, robots will be able to move into healthcare, replacing doctors for routine surgeries and supplementing nurses for elder care. If I were an exponential entrepreneur looking to create tremendous value, I'd look for those jobs that are at least enjoyable for humans to do. Given that the global market for unskilled labor is worth many trillions of dollars, I would say this is a huge opportunity. Part 2, Bold Mindset. Chapter 4, Climbing Mount Bold. Motivation 2.0. Once we pay people enough so that the meeting their basic needs is no longer a constant cause for concern, Extrinsic rewards lose their effectiveness, while intrinsic rewards, meaning internal emotional satisfactions, become far more critical. Three in particular stand out, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Autonomy is a desire to steer our own ship. Mastery is a desire to steer it well. And purpose is the need for the journey to mean something. Google's eight innovation principles. Number one, focus on the user. We'll see this again in chapter six when Larry Page and Richard Branson speak about the importance of building customer-centric businesses. Customer-centric businesses. Number two, share everything. In a hyper-connected world with massive amounts of cognitive surplus, it's critical to be open, allow the crowd to help you innovate and build on each other's ideas. Number three, look for ideas everywhere. The entire third part of the book is dedicated to the principle that crowdsourcing can provide you with the incredible ideas, insights, products, and services. Number four, think big, but start small. This is the basis for the Singularity University 109 thinking. You can start a company on a day one that affects a small group, but aim to positively impact a billion people within a decade. Number five, never fail to fail. The importance of rapid iteration, fail frequently, fail fast, and fail forward. Fail frequently, fail fast, and fail forward. Number six, spark with imagination. Fuel with data. Agility, that is, nimbleness, is a key discriminator against the large and linear. 
and agility requires lots of access to new and often wild ideas and lots of good data to separate the worthwhile from the woolly. For certain, the most successful startups today are data-driven. They measure everything and use machine learning and algorithms to help them analyze that data to make decisions. Number seven, be a platform. Look at the most successful companies getting billion-dollar valuations, Airbnb, Uber, Instagram. They are all platform plays. Is yours? Number eight, have a mission that matters. Perhaps most importantly is the company you're starting built upon a massively transformative purpose. When the going gets hard, will you push on or give up? Passion is fundamental to forward process, flow. Technically, flow is defined as an optimal state of consciousness where we feel our best and perform our best. Chapter 5, The Secrets of Going Big. Peter's Laws, The Creed of Persistence and Passionate Mind. Number 1, If Anything Can Go Wrong, Fix It. To Hell with Murphy. Number 2, When Given a Choice, Take Both. Number 3, Multiple Projects Lead to Multiple Successes. Number four, start at the top, then work your way up. Number five, do it by the book, but be the author. Number six, when forced to compromise, ask for more. Number seven, if you can't win, change the rules. Number eight, if you can't change the rules, then ignore them. Nine, perfection is not optimal. Ten, when faced with a challenge, make one. Eleven, no simply means begin one level higher. Twelve, don't walk when you can run. Thirteen, when in doubt, think. 14. Practice is a virtue, but persistence to the point of success is a blessing. 15. The squeaky wheel gets replaced. 16. The faster you move, the slower time passes, the longer you live. 17. The best way to predict the future is to create it yourself. And 18. The ratio of something to nothing is infinite. 19. You get what you incentivize. 20. If you think it is impossible, then it is for you. 21. An expert is someone who can tell you exactly how something can't be done. 22. The day before something is a breakthrough, it's a crazy idea. 23. If it was easy, it would have been done already. 24. Without a target, you'll miss it every time. And 25. Fail early, fail often, fail forward. 26. If you can't measure it, you can't improve it. 27. The world's most precious resource is the persistent and passionate human mind. And last, number 28, bureaucracy is an obstacle to the conquered with persistence, confidence, and a bulldozer when necessary. Chapter 6, Billionaire Wisdom, Thinking at Scale. Four who changed the world. A quartet of entrepreneurs who had already harnessed exponential technology to build multi-billion dollar companies that forever changed the world. Elon Musk, Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos, and Larry Page characteristics these entrepreneurs have. Number one, risk taking and risk mitigation. Number two, rapid iteration and ceaseless experimentation. Number three, passion and purpose. Four, long-term thinking. Five, customer-centric thinking. Six, probabilistic thinking. Seven, rationality, optimistic thinking. And number eight, resilience on first principles, aka fundamental truths. Elon Musk and Life on Mars. Musk, like every entrepreneur in this chapter, is driven by passion and purpose. Why? Passion and purpose scale. Always have, always will. Part 3, The Bold Crowd. Chapter 7, Crowdsourcing Marketplace of the Rising Billion. Case study number 1, Freelancer. Quantum mechanic for hire by the hour. 
Freelancer.com has become the largest freelancer marketplace on the planet. Over 5.4 million jobs have been posted, representing the total value of $1.39 billion in work. Case study number two, Tongle. Genius TV commercials at one one hundredth of the price. Tongle process. If a band wants to crowdsource a commercial, the first step is to put up a purse, anywhere from $50,000 to $200,000. Then Tongle breaks down the project into three phases. Ideation, production, and distribution, allowing creatives with different specialities, writing, directing, animating, acting, social media promotion, and so on, to focus on what they do best. In the first competition, the ideation phase, a client creates a brief describing its objective. Tongle members read the brief and submit their best ideas in 500 characters, about three tweets. Customers then pick a small number of ideas they like and pay a small portion of the purse to those winners. Case study three, recapture and Duolingo, dual use crowdsourcing. All told, says Arn, about 200 million capture swiggles are typed in a day. Each time you type one of these, you waste about 10 seconds. If you multiply that by 200 million, that means humanity as a whole is wasting around 500,000 hours every day filling out those annoying captures. This was the birth of ReCapture, a website that serves as a dual purpose, both helping to distinguish bots from humans while simultaneously helping to digitize books. Chapter 8, Crowdfunding, No Bucks, No Buck Rogers. Emergence of Crowdfunding. By 2015, experts predict a 15 billion crowdfunding market, which, with the passing of the Jobs Act and the addition of equity crowdfunding to the scene, could become an incredible 300 billion marketplace over the next coming years. The types of crowdfunding. Four main types of crowdfunding, each based on what the investor receives in return for helping to fund a campaign. Donation, debt, equity, and reward. Number one is donation. This is simply the digital version of traditional charity. Donors get little beyond gratitude and a receipt to claim their taxes. Examples include donors choose, global giving, and causes. Number two is debt, sometimes referred to as micro-lending or peer-to-peer, P2P. Lending. This variety of crowdfunding involves an entrepreneur asking the crowd for a loan and in return, repaying that loan with interest. Examples include Kaifa and Lending Club. Number three is equity. This is the newest type of crowdfunding, a development made possible by recent changes to the US Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, regulations. In equity crowdfunding, entrepreneurs can now sell equity in their company online, asking investors for cash in return for stock. Examples include crowdfunder, startup crowdfunding, and for those who have already raised their first $100,000 in capital, AngelList. Number four, reward or incentive. The funder sends money to support the creation of a product or service that inspires him or her and in return receives a reward. Simple as that. Send $25 and get a t-shirt. Send $100 and get a copy of the product you're helping to fund. Technically, a pre-sale. The numbers vary a bit, but in general, reward-based crowdfunding is 60% more effective than straight-ahead donor funding. Examples include Indiegogo, Kickstarter, and Rocket Hub. Chapter 9 building communities, reputation economies. The trillions of hours of free time the population of the planet has to spend doing the things they care about is how NYU professor Clay Shirky defines the term cognitive surplus. Case study number one, Galaxy Zoo, a DIY community. 10 hours a day for five straight days is what it took him to sort through 
50,000 images, when 24 hours later they were classifying nearly 70,000 galaxies an hour. Case study 2, Local Motors, a DIY community, the world's first open source car company to reach production, able to design and build cars five times faster and with 100 times less capital than traditional manufacturing companies. If your community can provide a legitimate release valve for people's incredibly frustrated passion, you are unleashing one of the most potent forces in the history of the world. Case study number three, Top Coder, an exponential community. When turned coding into a massive multiplayer game, we could post a problem statement and as soon as a code opened it, a clock would start ticking down. People got points for how quickly they submitted the solution and how accurate their code was. But how high your rating was, that was a badge of honor. People weren't competing for money, they wanted the rating. Chapter 10, Incentive Competitions, Getting the Best and Brightest to Help Solve Your Challenges. Case Study Number 1, Wendy Schmidt, Oil Cleanup X Challenge. Using a combination of traditional methods, cleanup teams managed to remove less than half the oil, approximately 69 million gallons. Natural disposal and evaporation removal, an additional 84 million gallons. But that left a whopping 53 million gallons and about 26% of the spill to populate the ocean and adjacent shoreline. The finalists were an eclectic group. Six teams were compromised of the oil industry veterans with established or developing cleanup technologies, while the remaining four were startups with little or no oil background whatsoever. The results were dazzling. Seven teams doubled the industry's previous best ORE. One of the teams, Elastic slash American Marine, won first prize by achieving an ORE of 89.5% or an ORR of 4,670 gallons per minute or 400% improvement over the industry's all-time best. The lesson here is that in incentive competitions, results can come from the most unusual of places, from players you would never expect and from technologies you might never suspect. Case study number two, the Netflix prize. A movie recommendation engine is a bit of a software that tells you what movie you might want to watch next based on the movies you've already watched and rated on a scale of 1 to 5 stars. Netflix's original recommendation engine, Cinematch, was created back in 2000 and quickly proved to be a wild success. Within a few years, nearly two-thirds of their rental business was being driven by their recommendation engine. Thus the obvious corollary, the better their recommendation engine, the better their business, and that was the problem. Netflix announced a million dollar purse for whoever could write an algorithm that improved their existing system by 10%. A competitor called Simon Funk posted a complete description of his algorithm, which at the time was tied for third place, giving everyone else the opportunity to piggyback on his progress. We had no idea the extent to which people would collaborate with each other. Where do prizes make sense? Prizes are not panaceas. Many challenges are too complicated to be prizable, and others require teams to raise too much money to compete. In my experiences, prizes make the most sense in the following circumstances. Number one, you have a clear understanding of your target, but not the method to get there. In the case of Ansiri X Prize, I knew I wanted the spaceship that I could get consumers repeatedly 100 kilometers into space. I didn't know or care what type of propulsion system, landing system, or materials the vehicle would use. Number two, you have a large enough crowd of innovators to tap into. You want innovators from everywhere, restricting entrance into a competition to a smaller talent pools produces lesser results. The Wendy Schmidt Oil Cleanup X Challenge attracted 350 teams from around the globe. 
Had we restricted the challenge only to students at a single university, we would have never had achieved our desired goals. Number three, a small team is capable of solving the challenge. The ideal competition can be solved by a reasonably small team. In the case of the DARPA Grand Challenge for Autonomous Cars, it was a team of graduate students from Stanford. In the case of the Ansiri X Prize, it was a group of 30 engineers from Scaled Composites. Projects requiring a team much larger will likely run into fund raising and management challenges. Number four, you are flexible on timeline, types of solutions, and who might win. When using an incentive price solution, you give up a certain amount of control in exchange for getting unexpected, potentially breakthrough results from non-traditional players. If you specify challenge parameters too narrowly, such as which technologies must be used or where the innovations should come from, you lower your chance of getting the results you seek. And number five, you are flexible on who owns the intellectual property at the end. We'll discuss the intellectual property IP in greater length below, but in the case of most X prizes, the IP is retained by the winning team, and the prize sponsors back in the competition is doing so for the purpose of publicity or to bring real change to the world. This is not necessarily the case of Hero X challenges where the IP can be owned at the end by the challenge sponsor. The big three motivators. Number one, significance slash recognition. There's a lot of latent talent that wants the chance to prove itself to the world. Prizes, especially those high in MTP and visibility, offer the winning teams the chance for rapid fame. Number two is money. While many teams don't compete only for money, sometimes the cash can be a real motivator. Such was the case for Dr. Paul McGreedy, who designed and built the Grossimo Condor, a human-powered vehicle that flew a figure eight between two markers half a mile apart. McCready purchased the challenge to win £50,000 creamer prize and pay off a personal debt. And number three is frustration. In many cases, such as with the Wendy Schmidt oil cleanup competition, the competing teams are deeply frustrated by the status quo and want to solve the problem. Thus, competition gives them a target to shoot towards and a way to focus their frustration. And that's a wrap on the book summary of Bold, How to Go Big, Create Wealth, and impact the world. Check out our YouTube channel with over 400 video book summaries uploaded previously, and check out our website, bestbookbits.com, where you can find the written summary that you can download in the PDF version to read offline in video categories such as biography, business and marketing, habits, health, leadership, money, personal development, philosophy, psychology, real estate, relationships, sales, spirituality, success, and time management. If you're into audio podcast version, check out mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits where you can listen to book summaries at your pleasure. And last, check out our Instagram page, bestbookbits, where you can see daily motivational quotes and book summaries. Thanks for watching and listening. Hope you got something out of this summary. Go out there, have a great day, and be bold and change the world.